0: Thank you for joining us on the Coaching Podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinasi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Church Planter Coaching Podcast. My name is Dino Sinasi, and I am the Director of Coaching for the SIN Network. And uh, I am happy to have some very good friends with me today, as well as some coaches and church planters. And that is Matthew and Heather Bond uh, from Vancouver, and specifically from Vancouver Island. Hello, Matthew and Heather. Hey, good morning. And it is good morning there because it is like seven thirty a.m. Matthew's in his PJs, and uh, they've been willing to cut out a uh, uh, early morning time to be able to be a guest on the podcast. And so, uh, Heather, tell us a little bit about your family.
1: We have two boys; they are eighteen and sixteen. Mm -hmm. Ethan is our oldest he's grade 12 he's going to graduate from high school this year and is planning to attend Liberty University in the fall and Joseph is 16 and he is grade 10 and uh, has some lofty ambitions of great adventures in the future.
0: Well adventure is kind of the theme of your family and uh, so I know you're enjoying those boys and Liberty University is going to be a great experience.
1: Yes. We're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And yet he's far, far away from mom.
1: Yes. Mom just took a, uh, another job, uh, as just a way to meet new people, but the income from that job goes straight into savings to buy airline tickets.
0: Okay. Well, that'll be, that'll be super. That'll be good. And, uh, Matthew, what's going on in your world?
2: Well, we're getting ready for, uh, big Easter celebration and outreach opportunities. And then uh, we're also planning for our mission teams coming up this summer and this spring to help us to reach out to uh, our area. And so of course we've got a lot of coaching going on here in Vancouver and Vancouver Island. So we're excited about that.
0: Yeah. Very good. How many groups are coming this summer?
2: I think we have five or six that are coming this, this year, maybe a little bit more Uh, just uh, trying to finalize everything. It's kind of tough sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot of hard work. That's labor intensive. I used to host groups in New Orleans, and and uh, uh, that's a big week, isn't it?
2: Yes, especially with with Heather working and doing that extra job. It uh, uh, puts a lot of pressure on me to do a good job as well.
0: Yeah, so you don't you don't have uh, your right hand church planner beside you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so the team's operating differently. Well, tell a, a quick version, Matthew and Heather, you can chime in too, but, but, uh, tell, tell, tell us about God's call. How, how did you get from, uh, sounds like Texas was your stop before Vancouver. So how did that work, Matthew?
2: That's right. Uh, everything was just clicking right along in Tennessee, uh, doing youth ministry and, uh, Thought that that would be the place for us to grow up and, and raise our family. and But God just put something on our heart that was just saying, I've, I want something more of you. And so we just spent some time praying and I was trying to figure out seminary. I hadn't been to seminary and I'm trying to figure that out, how to stay in the context of ministry. But God just laid this audacious uh, dream on our hearts about going to seminary and leaving uh, everything behind. So we packed up and went to Texas and then the short version is I was in a class in uh, at Southwestern seminary um, about, and a professor came in to talk about a trip to Vancouver. And uh, I, I just told Heather, I've got to go. And from that trip, it just broke my heart for Vancouver and the people. And then God even took us on a, even a different journey of uh, bringing us to Vancouver Island, which is a hour and a half ferry ride right away from Vancouver. And so that's where we're planting a church now. And, and hope with God's grace just to continue to plant churches here on the island.
0: Yeah, very good. Ecclesia, church, right? That
2: that is correct. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very good. And Heather, I uh, I read read your blogs and and there's some things that you saw in Matthew that that kind of got you interested in him. Tell me a little bit about what you saw through the calling process.
1: Uh, I saw that Matthew had a a heart and a and a just a, a brokenness for the people of this area, and um, that that God was definitely just pulling him to Vancouver. It's multicultural environment. You know, it's it's uh, it, just the the lostness here of less than two percent, where we come from the Bible Belt, and you know, there's churches everywhere and and every Buddy is at least exposed to Christianity in some way, just in in the culture, but here it's not. And Matthew is really broken over that, and uh, and just the 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 idea of the post Christian society that these people feel like they no longer have a need for God, and um, and so that's what I saw in him, and just a passion to to come and to tell people you know, the good news.
0: Mm, very good. And of course you, your, your calling is, it has an identity to it as well. Uh, kind of unpack that just a little bit, Heather, what did you wrestle with or, or what did you see as you, you guys partnered together to go and plant in Vancouver?
1: Much that my, my calling, um, is first to to be the helper to matthew mm-hmm. um, to support him in the in the ministries i think god broke all of our hearts and as, as a matter of fact we took a we brought a trip after matthew uh, went to Vancouver with the school with his class trip the four of us our family came to vancouver just to matthew wanted to expose me and the boys to Vancouver and um, and so we, we came up as a family and spent 10 days praying over the city of Vancouver and meeting with different church planters and church planter catalysts, and, um, and so God definitely gave me a heart and, and our boys a heart for this area and this culture to, to come with him, but first of all, it's to support Matthew and to help him my giftings are seem to be the exact opposite of his giftings, mm-hmm. um, and so we joke that together, um, you know, we make one good, you know, one good church planter. Uh, because he's got vision and dreams, and and he's got the the education and the theology and 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 the big goals, and I have the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. And so the the you know make a list and figure out how to get it done, kind of thing is my side, and um, God shows him the directions that we need to go, and I go. Okay, how can we get there? Um, and so that's my my first calling is is uh, just to be his helper by his side and help him accomplish the things that God is leading him to do.
0: Well, and you guys make an incredible team, and you, you're you're a joy and encouragement to uh, to me and to a lot of people I know, and so we appreciate. It. Now I'm going to ask you both. A question to transition. Of course, you're here because I have an agenda, and uh, and I know you have a similar agenda, too, with uh, coaching and what you do, uh, both on recipient and, and, and giving coaching. But here's the question. Why does a church planter need a coach? Matthew, I'm going to start with you. Why does a church planter need a coach?
2: I think the simple answer is just to help him with focus Uh, A church planter comes, and uh, he has many voices in his head. Uh, He has his family. um, uh, All of them have so far been married, and sometimes there's children involved as well. So he has that sometimes pressure, and uh, sometimes he has that voice in. Then he has the people that he's trying to reach. Then he has people that are supporting him financially, prayer. Sometimes that's a heavy burden of, of jumping through hoops, so to speak just yes, for people to make sure that he's doing what he says he's doing. And so there's a lot of ideas. Then even in there, there's there's the latest book or the latest blog or the latest whatever, video, podcast, whatever. And so he has all these voices in him. And sometimes it can be uh, suffocating and, and nothing gets done because there's so much pressure going on and then so many voices. So a coach really helps uh, quieten those voices down a little bit and helps the, the the church planter to focus on things so things can be accomplished. And, and that's the big part. Things need to be accomplished for a church planter to be successful, but not only in the ministry, but within family, within his spiritual life as well. So he uh, definitely needs a coach to help um, with a multifaceted part of, of being a church planter.
0: Very good, and Heather, I want to give you the same question. What? uh, Why does a church planter need a coach? From your perspective,
1: I totally agree. I think it all comes back to focus um, and to be able to focus in on what God is telling him to do. Um, And it needs to be um, the coach for a church planter is a separate, non-involved person. So, so the coach, he's he doesn't. he doesn't have an agenda for that church planter's church plant. Does that make sense? Um, He's not financially invested. He's not, you know, uh, physically or emotionally invested. He's there to help the planter listen to what God is telling him to do. And church planters by nature um, have to be a bit crazy, um, a bit adhd a bit adventurous, um, you know, very entrepreneurial, and therefore their brains tend to bounce in 10 billion directions at once. Um, because by nature, you have to be that way in order to set out to do something like planting a church. And so they need somebody in their life that's not emotionally or financially or physically invested in what they're doing that can help them. Um, you know, laser focus down onto, okay, this is what you need to work on. This is, you know, and it's not the coach telling the person what you need to work on. It's the coach helping the planter um, pull out um, what God is telling him to do. What are the next steps? And what do you need to do to accomplish what God has asked you to do? Um, and so it's, it's just that that focusing.
0: Yes, and you made a, uh, several great points, uh, Heather, as usual as you as you usually do. But uh, uh, you, uh, the the idea of the coach not being totally invested in the plant for some people they struggle with that because it, it sounds weird. But in in context, it's really important that there's a voice that's all about uh, the planter, all about what he's going through, and uh, it, those other voices are are critical. They're important. It doesn't devalue those voices. But those other voices need the freedom to be able to wear many hats in the relationship where the coach is a specialist that says for these moments in these conversations, twice a month, hopefully, uh, that that for these moments, it's only about what what, uh, Matthew's going through. It's only about what. Uh, Buff McNichol, we just talked to Buff on a, on a previous podcast. What he's going through, and it's able to separate uh, uh, separate everything out. So that that's really good. I want to I want to flip the page again. Appreciate what you guys are sharing. I think it's so valuable from a planter's perspective. What 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 is the dynamic? So Matthew, you had a coaching relationship, and uh, you were being coached. And I want to want to dig down on that just a little bit. Um, what did a typical conversation look like when you were on the receiving end?
2: Well, I've had a t- couple of good coaches, one being you. Uh, so there's there's that, and then Eddie Hancock as well. and um, so it it generally went forty five minutes to an hour, and we kept it you know in that time block. But uh, first of all, it was just connecting, uh, seeing how things were checking in on my life and seeing how the family was going, uh, how I was doing spiritually, how Uh, life in general uh, was going um, in you know all the facets of church planting but then just drilling down to um, some specific areas that I was trying that I was wrestling with and trying to figure out and then so from there um, it started with a series of questions and questions are so important asking good questions are so important in in coaching uh, as I have been coached but also as I coach and so just asking questions about those specific things to help me um, figure out the next steps. Um, what works, what doesn't work, uh, what seems, um, you know, just outlandish or, or whatever. But just working through um, a specific topic and then setting action steps. And that's a big thing um, that helps me with accountability for myself, but also for the coach and saying, okay, here's what I'm gonna be working on. And then, of course, that next coaching time, or whether it's a week or two weeks, um, is set up to say, hey, how are you doing? How how are these action steps? Um, And then, again, another series of good questions of just uh, speaking into my life with those questions and revealing what God wants me to do and the direction I need to go in.
0: Yeah, very good. And what's maybe a specific thing you could think of, Matthew, uh, that my coach helped me in this way?
2: Yeah there was I think with um there was a time just spiritually just spiritually drained um just worn out and I remember I was in Texas uh Burleson Texas in a Chick-fil-A parking lot uh just pouring down rain and talking to Eddie Hancock through you know through coaching and just um him just pouring into me but not not just saying you need to do this you need to do that but just asking me a series of questions about my series uh, about my my, uh, my spiritual life. And in, in that, you know, he even asked, Hey, do I have permission just to to drill down on this? So he asked me some very serious questions, uh, that helped me, um, just evaluate where I was spiritually, why I was drained. And then from there, just set on a, a course of, of, you know, some action steps to help me to, to refresh in God. Um, and so just gave me a chance to come out of that Valley. And, uh, so, it was just a really uh, special time for me, because if I'm drained spiritually, then I'm no good to my family. I'm no good to the church plan or reaching out. And so that was a critical time. So coaching just isn't for um, my strategic plan or my financial plan. It can be very much, and I would say it needs to be uh, uh, an aspect of it needs to be about your spiritual life as well. Uh, because if that's not right, then nothing else will be right as well. So um, wow. it was a good time for me.
0: Yeah, those are some great words, uh, I think, for coaches to hear and also planters to hear that it's not, not just all about the plant. I, heard, I read one author who said uh, so many times a, a coach will focus on the fire instead of the one fighting the fire. And for, right. for coaching, uh, that's uh, that's really important that we know that the focus is not just on the plant uh, but we are focusing on the one who's planting and his personal life. I'm going to ask one more question and we'll wrap up this podcast and I'm going to ask it to Heather. Heather, from your seat on the bus, how did you see coaching help Matthew as a planter?
1: I really saw him be able to take all of, all of his big dreams, all of his big idea. He is an idea guy, you know, Tons and tons of wonderful, great, big ideas. And, uh, and, you know, just like a kid in a candy store, you know, with lots of ideas around him. And I saw him be able to narrow down his focus and say, okay, I can do these amount of ideas really well. And I'm going to focus on these specific areas of my life. And all of these other ideas, I'm going to keep cataloged somewhere. And maybe later, God will want me to focus on those. But right now, I'm going to choose these things. And I'm going to focus on them. And I'm going to do them well. I'm going to put time and energy and focus. And and this is the direction that God is, is leading us right now. And, uh, and I just saw him be able to to do that and to actually get more accomplished uh, because he wasn't distracted by so many, you know, other
0: things. Very good. Well, we're going to wrap up for this one, and just appreciate you guys, your heart, your 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 authenticity, and and as as people listen, as coaches listen, I know they'll be encouraged. As planters listen, they'll be encouraged. If you're a church planter and you're listening uh, today. Uh, and you're looking for a coach. You're looking for this type of relationship that that you that that sits in the parking lot with you there via via phone and challenges you on your relationship with Jesus and challenges you on your next steps in your in your church planting efforts. Then talk to your church planter catalyst or. Uh, talk to your Sin City missionary, and they'll be able to give you some steps and hopefully get you assigned. Uh, And if you're in Vancouver, Matthew Bond is the coaching champion. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, But uh, there'll be someone you can talk to, and the catalyst and the Sin City missionary will get you uh, connected with a coach. Until the next time on the Church Planner Coaching Podcast, keep coaching! You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.